Hello and welcome to the Free to Be show. Ramadan Mubarak for those of you who are Muslim and for those of you who are not Muslim, um, that just means bless, have a blessed Ramadan. So I thought I'd do something different this month and have uh, interfaith conversations and just really connect and have that awareness. And so today I have Warren Stewart as my co-host. Um, everyone. Thank you for joining us, Warren. Um, because uh, I'm going to have to break my fast during the show. <laughs> so he's going to take over for about 10 minutes. Um, we'll introduce our guests right after this. Um, and we'll be talking about loving as a believer. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm the world's best joy monger. Yes, I made that word up. I'm here holding space for you so that you can reveal your joy. I'm also a multi-award winning author of eight books, mother of six children, and a host of two podcasts. Here on the Free to Be Show, I engage you in conversations so that you can dive in and really notice whether or not you're free in your heart and your mind and your soul. So are you free? Let's see. And so we're back. And I'm excited to introduce our guest tonight, um, my dear friend, uh, longtime friend, uh, Mireille Tulekima. Welcome. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. And um, Winter Williams, um, who I guess we met also a couple of years ago here in the D.C. area at a conference together. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. You know, so tell me, when you hear loving as a believer, what does that mean to you? I'll jump in there. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Sure. Uh, for me, it's loving like Christ's love. And I think um, sometimes we put a lot of stipulations on that, but I really think his example is the example, especially as a believer, just loving as Christ did, loving without judgment because he did not judge. We see that quite a quite often as he moved around in ministry, how he loved people that were not like him and that really he shouldn't have conversed with according to society, yet he did and he did so openly and freely. So loving um, to the best of our ability using his blueprint is what it, I believe it means to love as a believer. I love that, definitely. Um, Mireille, you want to go next? Yeah, I, I want to go. I want to go next. Um, for me, it's uh, it's about loving unconditionally. You know, without condition, and without uh, basically thinking about it. You know, you you love you you put yourself out there, and like uh, Winter was saying, you know, it's as just emulating what Christ did, loving us the way we are. And, and not uh, putting any condition on, on all of this. And it's also, for me, something that is um, loving as a believer. It becomes a second nature. You know, you don't have to think, you know, to, 
to love. It's just something that comes naturally and, uh, and that you give. And, and for me, that's, that's really what it is to love as a believer. Yeah. Yeah, for me, um, and I always let ladies speak first, so that's why I'm, I'm going to be the last comment. I don't, I don't, I don't have to add anything. Y'all are, y'all are supreme beings. So anyway, uh, what can I add? I, I, I tell you, just thinking about the show and uh, everything this week that I've already experienced on Tuesday. Love is freedom, mm-hmm. and when you have the liberty to be your authentic self and be loved unconditionally and you lead like christ uh those all of what what you all have already said that to me is true freedom and sometimes fear we know fear is the opposite of love uh we think it's hate but it's really fear and when we don't operate in love we're we're operating in fear and most of the times it's because we feel like we're losing something and so instead of unconditionally loving it or loving the person or loving ourselves, it is something that we have to constantly choose. So love is, is a choice and it's a decision that you make every day for you to be your freest self and for other people that you love to be their freest selves. Yeah, the, you know, there's something in there that you said that, you know, all of your answers, I love them. You know, because it goes back to um, it's all about uh, really God is love, right? Um, as you said, Jesus is love. And and to um, be free, we must love as um, our creator. And so for me, I, I think that loving as a believer is just allowing your soul self to lead and um, not being trapped by uh, your, your human design, not being trapped by <laughs> temptations, you know, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, and, I, and I was also thinking, Warren, because you were talking, you've been um, doing this series on, um, on Jesus and masculinity. So, um, you, you also made me think of some of the ways that, that Jesus is. So what does having faith in Jesus mean to you? Um, were you addressing me first? Okay. I'm addressing I'll, you first. Okay, I'm, I'm taking that directly. Okay. <laughs> um, what, what does having faith in Jesus mean? It, it, it's, for me, you know, when people have walked by faith, walk, uh, not by sight, it is not that you're blindly following Jesus. Is that you see that he is the way, truth, and the life. You see the example. When it says he is the way, it means the way, the pattern in which he did things is how we should follow it. The way he loved people, the way he served people, the way we treat people. It is having faith in, in, in a source, the source, higher than yourself. And when you do that and you look at the example of Jesus, you see what spirit it is in the room. You see the desperation. You see people whose faith make them whole that, that interact with Jesus. You see religious folks who have no faith. And you see that they're struggling with, to, to really understand what this real freedom is. And, 
And having faith in Jesus is not a blind faith. This is you, you see the character of God. You follow that pattern. Uh, you see how he forgave and gave mercy and healed and transformed people. That is, to me, what faith is and how faith leads you to follow Jesus. You're following an example. A husband has faith that his wife would follow him. A wife has faith that she would lead him properly as Christ did. And so when you are uh, following Jesus, you're not like, oh, where do you take me where you want to go today, Jesus? I don't, I'm just not, I don't know where to go. No, faith is the only thing that pleases him. Hebrews 11.6 says that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You have to believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He, he, you know, now we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, the pioneer of our faith. He is the one who set the pattern on how we should die to ourselves and let love abound. And and it, it and and it's and you really have to before you get to that place of really following God, you have to really love yourself. And you cannot love God mm. if you don't love yourself and you can't love others. So until you find that true freedom in you, you will not find it in any relationships, any money, any podcasts, any fame. You won't find it in, in any of that. And what, what we see on, on social media is people trying to find love in all the wrong ways, in all the wrong methods. They, they're trying to find attention and, and I was on a show that hasn't come out yet on VH1. And I had to tell these brothers, I said, y'all are on a low vibration and are being led by your ego. And I know it seems weak to be a man that, that looks strong and talks strong and vulnerable when it comes to love. But this is the most powerful thing you can do on the earth is to be a loving person and, 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 and a loving human being and being love. And that's, that's, that's a... <laughs> That's our journey on this planet to discover. And, and once we start connecting those dots, God doesn't become some man in the sky that we can never attain. We find the kingdom in us and find us living and loving like him. Yeah. Ooh. See, I love watching church or 12 church because of this. <laughs> and it's okay because I'm a Muslim and we love Jesus too, you know? Um, so I, I really resonate with what you said, and I'm curious what Winter thinks about that. <laughs> I really wouldn't add too much, to be perfectly honest. I completely agree. And I, I love the, the last statement he made. Um, faith is really an, ex an exemplification of the kingdom living on the inside of us. It, it's, it's amazing to me how many don't truly believe, even though they profess the faith. And, and our lives will always be a reflection of what we truly believe. Our decisions will be a reflection of that. How we think, how we respond. Love will actually test our faith. And when we talk about how much we love or how much faith we have, love will challenge that, especially with those that have hurt us, that have wounded us, that have betrayed us, that have turned their back on us. Our faith to believe will be challenged by love and the ability to 
answer the call of love in spite of those things are really going to be a testament to our faith. And so uh, I really, again, I wouldn't add too much to that. It really is a thought provoking comment. Um, are you exemplifying the kingdom through your faith and how you respond and your love towards others is really something I believe as believers we're called to do and choose every day because love is a choice um, and our faith will help us uh, re redefine that or, or, or question it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, um, I personally can definitely testify to that with some of the things I've walked through in my life. And um, God has taught me day by day that love is indeed a choice, but it is when we are dealing with things that are most challenging, where our faith really becomes um, a major factor in our ability to choose love in spite of. So that's all I would add. Yeah. And, you know, at some point we can just feel free to just, you know, chime in when we're really charged up about somebody else's statement. So, um, Mireille. Well, uh, wow. It's, uh, I mean, it's difficult to add more, but uh, what I see as faith is really the, the beginning of our own salvation, you know, where we start and uh, where we start to understand, you know, who we are and how we connect with others. And in all of this, there's uh, obviously hope, that, but that you have to bring certainty as well in, in all of this, because uh, if you doubt, and that's what faith is all about, if you doubt, it becomes very difficult for you to relate with, you know, to relate to God first and then to relate to others. So you, you need this strong bond. Uh, that's going to be, you know, connecting you and, and helping you to, to, to really, you know, uh, bring love, because we're talking about love here, and show that you are free, because that's, that's what it's all about. It's really about, you know, uh, having faith that we have freedom and, uh, and we, can, we can really relate to this, uh, you know, with this freedom, with others and and also primarily with god and jesus so that's uh, that's the strong and and in that we are always look at faith as uh, a grace you know it's a grace for us that is given to us from god to to really save ourselves and uh, and 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 really become free free of loving anyone free of you know uh, being ourselves, and that's uh, that's the, the the biggest part for me yeah i i agree with all of you all as well and what what stirred in me is, is is always for me i go back to scripture and how we can connect the dots to have orthodoxy become orthopraxy we have to live this thing out um so Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith, now the word present, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And people talk about manifestations and people don't look at scripture like manifestations and affirmations. It is the same thing that everybody else who is non-religious is doing. It is, it is the same thing. You and we judge it because it doesn't look like how we grew up in our denomination and our religion and Mormons, Muslims and atheists and witches, all kind of people. Like these are my friends because Jesus had all kind of people that didn't think like him around him. However, he was pointing them to what faith looked like. And like you said, uh, Mireille, you said that she, 
like like the woman that when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, she wanted to save herself and she had tried many other things, but the substance of things hoped for, her now faith saw Jesus in a present moment. And she says, let me, if I could just touch. And it was the evidence of things she did not see. That's why faith is a mm -hmm. substance of things hoped for. She hoped to be healed, but she found Jesus, found the one who she could point her faith to, but she still had to put that faith in action to reach mm -hmm. out and touch him. Everyone was already touching him, but she touched him in a way that virtue left his body. And God wants us to touch him in a way that virtue leaves his body, virtue leaves his presence and comes into us and makes us whole because love is still the powerful frequency, but it's faith, hope, and love. It's this triad, faith, mm -hmm. hope, and love. Faith is consistent, it says it's the hope, the substance things hope, the evidence of things not seen. I speak it until I see it. I believe it until I receive it. And, and that's when miracles happen. And so that that is that is like you said, I love what you said. Like we literally have the power to save ourselves. That might be too heavy for some people. Oh, Jesus saves. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Then don't agree with that. Then you literally have the ability to change your own life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, put it in a way that is digestible for people and they then say, here it is. Here's how you can write out your affirmations. You can change your thinking. It's not just theory. It's not just mm -hmm. theology in the clouds. It's theology on the ground. And that's why Jesus left the mountain when he got his downloads from God and got ministered to from his own father to come back and do ministry with other people. And that's why sometimes you got to detach from everybody else, clear your head and be with God, get the answers, come back and fulfill your purpose. Because that's uh -huh. what faith without works or faith with action looks like. Yeah, that's, that's wow. what I, I, I love about Ramadan, you know, because it really just, it allows me to be holy in my soul self. And, um, you know, Muslims, we, we fast for 30 days, you know, every year um, for the, you know, and hopes that will be forgiven and, and that will one day go to Jannah, heaven, right? And so, like, we're working towards something that we have no idea, right, is going to happen or not. And, and in the meantime, during Ramadan, we have to do these actions, right, given charity, we have to um, spend our time um, being like, basically we detox our mouth, <laughs> you know, so we can't say anything mean to anybody all day long. And like, you never realize how many mean things you say <laughs> until it's like you're fasting and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't say that. And, um, but it's, it's a cleansing and it's a reminder and it's, and it helps you to, to speak into, um, you know, to, to manifest the things you're really looking for. I'm going to take a moment to acknowledge some of our viewers. Um, hello, LaDanya. She says blessings. And we have also Stacy, who was on a couple of weeks ago. Theology on the ground. Love it. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, please share with others if you're resonating for those who are listening and watching live. And if you're watching on the replay, also share. Sharing is loving.
So let's go back. Were you going to say something, Winter? No, you're good. I'm actually reading the comments. So you're okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I love everything that we're we're talking about, and I love the way you blended in uh, manifestation and affirmations into this because you know, Allah, I say, and God, you know, gave us words to to speak things into existence, and it's by our faith that those things come to be. And it's tricky territory, right? Um, sometimes when we say we're co-creators with the divine, and but it's a fact because he, he gave us the gift and the power in our words, you know? And we also use his words, right? And, and repeat them in our prayers and, and hopefully when we're praying for other people, um, but that is just in, in, that helps you to really embody your faith. And that really helps you to understand how to love yourself, right? Through his words. And um, self, self love is, it's almost like the, the only way to connect directly with God. You know, I feel like, um, through, through my faith, I understand myself better and I can connect um, with Allah a lot and I'm a lot closer. So as far as inner faith, um, I, I, that's come up in the conversation a lot that, that Jesus was with people who didn't think like him and that's how he was able to touch people's hearts. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, when when you're out in the world and you're, you're doing what your purpose is, um, how does being a believer help you to, to show up stronger in that? Mireille? That's a very good question. And, um, and, and, I, and I think, you know, whatever connection that we create or whatever people, whoever we accept into our life, it's connected to, uh, you know, the belief that we have. So it's part of us. And uh, so that's where, you know, believe your, your belief or your what you believe in really comes really strong. And, and it's important to, to be in touch with it because sometimes we believe things and we don't really know exactly what is the roots of, uh, of uh, what we believe. So it's important to understand to have this self-awareness about ourselves, and that's because that's what's going to go out and transpire in people's you know in in, in people's in reality so we 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 need this uh we, we it, it, my faith and you know my belief has helped me a lot to uh, to connect with people and as you know i mean i connect with people from different backgrounds from different races from because for me it's uh, it's not about judgment. It's not about uh, 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 judging them. It's about how I feel about myself and how you know I come out and connect with them. So I don't look at them. I look at me. What is the mirror that I you know I create for them? And that's the that's what I focus on, and uh, and 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 really not take paying attention to 
what's coming back because what's coming back is not mine in a way. It's it's their own, you know, um, it's what they represent. It is what, it's their faith. It's their, those are their values. So it's not about me in a way, whatever they, they give to me or whatever they say about me, it's about themselves. What I focus on is really how I go out, what value I bring, and, uh, and, and really make it um, non-conditional and looking at uh, the human being and how, you know, I love people, even if, you know, the love is not coming back. That's so good. I think about um, the scripture, I believe it's Romans 13 and 8, and it says, oh, no man, anything but to love them. And so when we encounter people from different faiths, from different belief systems, you really owe no man anything but to love them. It doesn't ask us to judge them. We don't have a heaven or hell to put them in. And so we're called to love first. Um, and I think we struggle with that when we think about discussions on religion and faith. Unfortunately, you know, there's everyone believes a lot these days. And I find people arguing over the most simplest things based off of their religious programming. When the word is clear that we, we do not have a heaven or hell to put anyone in, we're called to love our neighbor first, not our neighbor who believes like us, not our neighbor who looks like us, not our neighbor who thinks like us, our neighbor. There's no description or definition that's put around that. And so when we look at it from a biblical standpoint, we're actually called to love without condition. Um, I'm in an industry now where I, I deal with, with people who don't believe like me. And in fact, I love my makeup artist and my hairdresser. They're both men. They both are homosexual. That is something my personal faith does not agree with. However, they have been so good to me over the last three months while filming. And I don't know what my hair and my face would do without them. But one of the things they comment on is how I treat them with respect. And they've never really encountered that from someone who professes to believe. And I say, you know what? To God be the glory, because it's a shame that you have to say that. It's a shame that you have to encounter that because we are, in fact, charged with loving first. We are not to judge Yes, we're called to judge right, right from wrong, but judging people from a place of condemnation is wrong. And so I, I think that scripture really resonates with me when we think about interfaith questions or interfaith um, relations. Romans 13 and 8, you owe no man anything but to love them. And we are to lead with that first. Man, you all are awesome. First of all, you were preaching, uh, both of y'all. Uh, and I love it. You know, when you're a preacher and you know somebody's preaching good, you just be quiet. Um, Y'all, uh, that, that was really, that that's really the secret of us being like Christ. It's just really to love people. You know, we can all quote, for God so loved the world who gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But, but John 3, 17 says, God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world or to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. I preached a message years ago on Easter and I, was, I said, why are you judging me? Because Jesus didn't come to judge us. We judge ourselves, we judge others, and yet God is an unconditional loving father or mother, however people see him. I, you know, I don't care. Your trademark is how you treat people. They will remember you how you treated them. I worked at a barbecue restaurant one time, and they used to say to the owner, 
he says he's a Christian, but he has two faces. They didn't know how to say he's two-faced. And I was like, they was like, but you, Warren, you're really a Christian. Like, you really treat us nice and respect us and love us, and you see us. And that's what God does. And I think it was Maya Angelou that said, Dr. Maya Angelou, she said that people don't remember what you do for them, but how you treat them. And I read something yesterday about like your brand is your smile and all this stuff, but the way you treat people is your trademark. So if God so loved the world and he didn't even spare his own son, he let him die on the cross so we didn't have to die. He lived a perfect life so we didn't have to live a perfect life. He gave us grace because we didn't deserve to be saved like that. So I'm just gonna live for him. It is my reasonable worship, my reasonable service to love people. My faith leads me to love people the way my God loves me. So it doesn't matter if it's Ramadan, if it's Latter-day Saints, if it's somebody who's a trans person, it, it really doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, God's going to ask me if I treated them, if I loved them the way he loved me. That's what the gospel lived out looks like. The, the, and, and I remember my, my mentor years ago said, you know, I, he was talking to me about the Bible. I was like, man, that's good. That'll preach. He said, I'm not here to give you preaching notes. I'm here to give you living notes. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, church ain't shouting off that. You know, we can get in there and go to the routine of hucking and bucking and, and shouting and spitting and, and all this stuff. Oil slapping everybody with it. But when we get up and come out that choir stand and leave those that church, are you being like Jesus? Or did you conform for two hours or an hour and a half or 75 minutes if you go to a white church? If, 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 you, if you come out of there and you do not look more like Jesus, then keep telling people that you are a car when you stand in the garage. Because you can say you love Jesus, but if you don't, in theory, but if you don't love him in practice, you don't know Jesus. And knowing God and Jesus, the son whom he has sent, is eternal life. And if you make that complicated on earth, and religion has messed us up, it, it, it really has. I, and I'm writing a book on this currently because religion has done so much damage, but Jesus hasn't. And, and, and that's the problem. And it's like, you know how you are as ladies, and if somebody is out in the street saying you're the total opposite of who you are in your character. That is religion when it comes to Jesus. People don't want to come to Jesus because they've been hurt by religion. It, and I don't even like to say the church. I'm talking about religion. Religion has taken over indigenous people's lands. Religion has told people that if they're gay or they think another way that they're going to hell. Religion has told people if you're shacking up, you in sin. And religion is so, so many things. If you don't give money, you curse with a curse. Who does that? Who does that? God doesn't do that. That is man-made traditions that has made the word of God of no effect. And that is why Jesus came. He didn't come to start another religion. He came to reconcile humankind back to the original state of the gar garden and how communal and the relation, the, the covenantal relationship that God had with his creation. And we are never more like God than when we are creating love 
and creating the things that he has put in our hands to bless. And overall, what I'm hearing there also, Warren, is like that God is merciful, right? Absolutely. And that's what we forgot. We forgot to be merciful with each other. You know, we forgot to give each other grace. And 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 to Moray's point, right? It's a mirror of what we do with ourselves, right? <laughs> we don't give ourselves grace, so we're not going to do it for anybody else. And um, yeah, but religion does scare people off, you know. And I can't. I remember, you know, I I converted to Islam and. If, if I had, I chose Islam based on all the things I read, right? But when I started meeting Muslims, I almost wanted to run out of the masjid, you know, because I was like, they're not being nice to me. It's like, your hijab's too long, your hijab's too short, your abaya's too long, you know? And it was like, okay, that's not what any of that you know, none of that matters. Only what matters is what's in my heart and, you know, the way I behave with other people. So I'm going to go on a break. And in about six minutes, <laughs> I break my fast. So um, Warren is officially going to be the guest. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about that? But I'll, I'll just I feel good. <laughs> you feel good. Okay. Like James Brown. But I'm going to. Um... <laughs> Don't get me started. Get me started. <laughs> I know. I love James Brown. I know you do. <laughs> I'm going to put on a commercial break so you can like recalibrate before I run okay. off. Okay. 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 Is the Replenish Me Hawaii experience for you? Yes, it is. Because you're someone who works so hard and pours out from deep within your heart all the time. You're always in action. And this is your opportunity to pour in and be in action, to just be free. That's what you work so hard for, isn't it? Are you free? Come to Hawaii. All right, so Warren, why don't you open up with the next question and I'm going to disappear for the next 10 to 15 minutes. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. So, um, our next question, how does loving as a believer free you? How does loving as a believer free you? Winter, let's start with you. That's a really great question. Um, I feel like by choosing the path of love, it really frees your, your mind and your soul and your spirit of baggage. I find that a lot of us carry a lot of baggage because we are choosing the path of bitterness, unforgiveness, yes. hate, discrimination. We see this played out in our world very presently today of how weighty our world is really because it's rooted in a lot of hate. And so love frees us from that weightiness. Um, it does give us access to the freedom that Christ actually speaks about. Um, mm -hmm. I don't believe you can live an abundant life without possessing love and choosing love and choosing mm. to love others. And so when we think about a life of abundance, I believe that abundance is rooted in love. So freedom, abundance, uh, peace, joy, the things that Christ promised us when we choose his way is rooted in love. And so that's what I think about when I think about choosing, you know, a life that's based on love. 
as a believer? Yes. Um, and before I, I go to you, uh, Murray, um, what I wanted to say to that, that is so good, first of all, an abundance of love. Yes, it starts with gratitude. Like when you wake up in the morning and you start thinking about your day, you know, before you do that, love on you, love on God, fill your mind and your soul, your heart with things that will propel you towards abundance because we already know the enemy is waiting to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And abundance does come with you thinking about the abundance you already have, thinking about the love that the Father has already given us, thinking about the love that, you know, maybe our parents didn't do the best job, but they loved us the best way they can. You start thinking in the positive, it, at least I do uh, know my parents, or if you didn't, if you were adopted or in foster care, it, God sent other people to adopt me and bring me into a family. And if you never found love, guess who has the ability to love you? You. We do. And I do a practice quite often when I'm really in distress or feeling stressed. I just say, Warren, I love you. I love you. And, and sometimes you need to hear yourself say, I love you and I'm proud of you. And, and, and that creates that abundance in your mind of positive thoughts, because I believe it was a book Steve Hardison gave me about our thinking. And it's like, I think the number was we have 90,000 negative thoughts a day. 90,000. So just think how many good thoughts we have to compile that. That's a hundred, you know, what is that? 180,000. If we want to do positive, we have to think more and it's cognitive behavioral therapy. And sometimes like when we're quoting scripture and things like that, the church doesn't see it as cognitive behavioral therapy, but it is literally God has given us the, the, the book of love to be who he wants us to be. And all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And it's not just stops there. We quote that, but don't go on. All of this is to conform us to the image of Christ. If you keep reading in Romans 8, uh, it, it says that. It is to conform us to the image of Christ. So sometimes you got to thank God for your trials. Not sometimes, really all the time. You got to thank him for what you, you have versus what you don't have. Because the more you thank him for what you do have, that's, what, that's why Paul can say, I've learned to be abased and I've learned to abound but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he learned to have a little and he learned to have a lot. But what supersedes all that value is the relationship with God, the father through Christ Jesus. And, and that is sometimes the connection of the people don't believe what they're reading is actual reality because God is in the reality. God is in this moment right now. God is speaking through us, to us, and with us all at the same time. And because it doesn't look like the form of church or the temple meetings or whatever have you, a Reiki session, whatever have you, we miss God because we want to box God into what he or he is supposed to look like. So anyway, 
uh, uh, Marae, please chime in. What is yeah? It's uh, I, I love what you you know what you're saying. Start with gratitude because uh, we know that God is love, and we yeah. are you know son and daughters of of God. So we are love. So why are we looking yeah. for love outside of ourselves and outside of God? And that's that's really you know the strength you know when you are a believer to understand that you are already love. So you don't need the love of another person you know you are a, you you give this love but you're not trying to get the love you know from uh, from some, somebody else because sometimes you know when we what we see in relationship is that we expecting so much from you know uh, the person that we we are in the relationship with you know we, we we expect this person to fill the gap that we have you know if we don't love ourselves or if we've missed something and we forget that we already have this love god, god has, has already given the love to us and mm -hmm. it's just for us to tap into it and to use it to spread it and then you know it's going to come back to us you know and uh, 10 times or a million of times whatever whatever it is so it's really start with us being grateful and understanding that we are love god has given us this love and when we go into a relationship or when we connect with people it has been given freely to us so we can give it freely as well and that's that and that's where sometimes the blockage is because we we tend to look at you know uh, what we are missing and what you know uh, what we don't have and then focus on that and yet we already have everything we already have everything the love is there and it's just for us to use that to spread it and to and to to really be free you know to to um, to have this uh, this feeling of love and and uh, whatever it's happening around us yes yes it's so good you know and that that has been one of my biggest challenges coming out of very uh you know toxic family that i never really grieved my parents divorce and then having a very toxic marriage and 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 healing from the abuse of that i really because of scripture misconstrued giving myself up and loving my wife like christ loved the church put me in a place of self-abandonment mm -hmm. and 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 just serve everybody but myself and now i'm in this place where i'm like no i'm doing what's best for me i'm loving me in a way that I've given so much love out to every everybody else but me. And because I wanna attract more of that. I mean, haters are gonna be there, you know, you're gonna have some mm -hmm. trials and tribulations. But like I said earlier, you cannot love God and love other people as yourself. The Bible clearly says, love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you cannot love yourself, you cannot love others and love god and so if we just use the framework of the bible and, and and god says you know don't commit adultery don't steal don't murder don't you shall not do all these things and jesus says well if you just love god and love others as you love yourself you'll fulfill them all because mm -hmm. if if i love you i won't steal from you if i love you i won't kill you and i'm even talking about the thoughts like not even having those thoughts. If I love you, I won't want to destroy your life. But if I have fear of losing you and I mm -hmm. think I love you, I really love the idea of having control over you. 
that is where we see the devil in the details. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see where people don't really love themselves because of how much harm they inflict on other people. And, and I've had to just, for me, to settle my mind, and there's a great book uh, by uh, Byron, I can't remember her last name right now, it's called Loving What Is. Loving What Is has been a transformational book of how we turn judgment of others back on ourselves to help us love what is. To, I, it may hurt, but she doesn't want us to fall into the depression and the stress and the anxiety. And she says, the more we get in other people's business is the, where we find ourselves just depressed and stress and anxiety. She said, there's three types of businesses, yours, mine, ours. No, I'm just playing. It's, it's yeah, remember that, that's, that, song, that song that's yours, mine, ours. There's, there's three types of business, yours, mine, and God's. That's it. And we got to stay out of God's business and we got to stay in our business because that helps us love other people over judging them. And when I hear all these concepts from what would say people would be new age people, and I've already seen it in scripture, I'm like, God literally gave us the blueprint and religion has caused people to look past the very keys to unlock the freedom that love brings in our life. And then we demonize the people who don't come in the pastor and the bishop and the imam form uh, and the priest form or whatever have you that makes you feel good. <laughs> but God works in the synchronicity of life. And so when you hear these multiple voices saying the same thing, trying to get this knowledge to you, trying to free you from this judgmental matrix, and even that, I don't know if y'all saw the Matrix 4, I'm a Matrix buff, but uh or whatever the, the the name was but people were very confused by it uh matrix resurrections i think it was um uh doogie hauser i can't remember his name but the doogie hauser uh who played the doogie hauser i forget his name but he said the matrix works works best off anger we give more fuel to the matrix to this and you said it winter to the programming we are programmed to be divided politically look how democrats republicans rich poor but in the kingdom we have no even relationship with each other so whoever you marry on earth is not going to be your husband and wife in heaven go ahead winner chime in there's literally, and I didn't mean to take my mic off, but you know, I'll jump in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much um, I'm thinking about after hearing you both speak when it comes to the parameters of relationships. I think our fairy tale, um, I don't know, programming, let's let's say programming that we've had has really ruined our perspective on what love truly is. And unfortunately, religion, I won't say church, religion has reinforced that in a negative way. And so we have unfortunately embraced a lot of um, ideologies that are very time and um, what is it, period specific and try to apply them to a very now and modern you know, society where those things legit don't 
apply because of economics alone in a lot of capacities, yet we still have people trying to utilize them as a form of control and calling it love. There's so much I could say and and to speak to all of that because relationships is is literally my 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 wheelhouse and where I come out of. Um, not there anymore, but there's so much that I feel I just got off an interview last night and we were talking about this very thing, how much of a disservice religion in and of itself has done more specifically to women of faith, where we've programmed all of these women to be wives, yet we have not programmed an equal amount of men to be husbands. And so there's this deficit, um, for women of faith to find, we've almost created a pandemonium of trying to find a husband, yet there are no ready men because we haven't programmed men to think or be the same. So it's it's more so look at the, the root of this. It's more so to control women than it is to really make available husbands. And so I see this all the time in the body of Christ. It's really a shame, but something that Marie said earlier, and I was thinking about um, loving from the point of a deficit. I really believe a lot of us love from that place. And you should never love out of your deficit because someone will always come in trying to feel a negative and there's no way to really get in the positive in that type of relationship. And I see that's why we have so much divorce. That's why we have so much toxicity in the world and, and, you know, interpersonal relationships and families, you see it played out because so many of us have a deficit in our life. And I believe this is where faith becomes very important, where we teach people to love themselves. Now, let me say this, because I have this, I, I hear this all the time where people say, well, the Bible says we shouldn't be a lover of self. Well, lover of self and loving yourself are not the same. <laughs> a lover of self means that you actually exalt yourself beyond God or above him. Loving yourself is your responsibility so that God can teach you how to respectfully love others. There has to be a foundation and loving yourself is that foundation. And I, I think we kind of dabble in both of that. There are a lot of people who are lovers of themselves but there's not enough people who love themselves. Therefore, you get the amount of dysfunction that we see in our world today that plays into a lot of the toxicity and, and divorce and, and just breakups, makeups. It's all crazy if you ask me. But because I'm, I'm in and around this world and I mentor a lot of women who come out of you know dysfunctional relationships, I get it from all ends. And I tell them, where's your love for yourself? Mm-hmm. Where's your, where's your self-respect? Where's your own identity? So much of their identity is caught up in, in a ring and being someone's wife and being this, you know, being a good woman to this man. It's like, man, you know, there's so much more life left to live outside of the pursuit of the ring. Yet this is how we've conditioned a lot of women of faith to believe. And it's hurting us more than it is helping us. And it's really um, sad to see it play out in the way that we're watching it in real time. So that's really all. Had a great conversation. I love the discussion. Thank you, Warren, for taking the conversation there. <laughs> hey. You know, <laughs> but you know, it's funny because, like, this month, uh, one of the things I'm doing is uh, I do these one-minute inspirational talks uh, on SingleMuslim.com, and so what I said on day two of Ramadan is. My question that I had to answer was, why are so many Muslims single? You answered that winter. 
And I, and, but I, but my answer was, I said, the question is not why are so many Muslims single, but why are they not seeking the possibility of being whole? Right. So being whole within yourself is uh, you're, you're not really single, right? Because if you're a whole person and you're um, really embracing your, your feminine and your masculine and all of your parts that you may perceive as, uh, you know, I need a little work over here, but over here I'm shining, you know, um, just embracing your wholeness is what it's all about. And once you do that, you can attract all the things that you desire in your life. And it could include a partner. It could include a partner, but it's not like the focal point, you know? <laughs> so. And, and, I, and I just want to agree with that and with you. And I think I addressed that in our second or, or masculinity of Jesus series that we have done a disservice to women thinking that, and we've done a disservice to men as, the, as, as a religious body because if you teach men to be good men, they will be good husbands and they, they will be good fathers. And we have set up this magical kingdom like Disney to make people wait for a knight in shining armor that doesn't have any emotional intelligence or doesn't have spiritual authority in order to lead you. And I know what it is to balance masculine and feminine energy. And I know how people will, they, they will look at you and be like, oh, well, he's soft because he don't do it. I understand why Will Smith slapped Jada because of his trauma. And I like, I understand all these dynamics as a man because nobody taught he me how to Chris. do it. Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris. I mean, even him, you know, having having the fear of being bullied, like it was so much trauma in that moment. And Will says, you know, I'm trying to be a vessel of love. And, and, and so now he's going to be marked by a flawed moment in his humanity, in his human experience. And it's not fair to leave him like that because we have to love him through that. And so we, we, have to, we have to continue. And I love what you said about being whole first and you are a single, uh, you're, you're not single when you are whole and have that balance. A lot of people are not ready for that higher vibrational conversation. Uh, they want somebody to teach it for them and live it for them. And, and they live vicariously through all these spiritual teachers. Um, so I, I just want to thank you for having me on. I do have to run and get to my uh, therapy appointment so I can love myself some more and love everybody else. And so thank you all for this moment of, of your grace and your merciful uh, uh, conversation with me as, as the only male in this conversation so thank you cordelia and love you all and many blessings to you and i hope to connect with you all soon you're welcome thank you warren okay thanks warren you're welcome bye-bye bye so i i like where he took the conversation in my absence i'm gonna have to watch that back <laughs> um <laughs> um but are there any final thoughts i i don't know if you guys have watched the the show previously, but I like to wrap up with just give uh, one word um, that would, uh, yeah, the one word that you would say would be the golden nugget to wrap up everything we talked about today. I would say that love is the way. Mm. Love is the way. That would be my final thought. Love is the way. I think so many other ways are being presented, but I think ultimately love is the way. 
Yeah, and I tend to agree. I think, uh, you know, love is our freedom. Mm. And uh, that's, uh, that's just what it is. And uh, we don't want to get, uh, you know, to lose it. We don't want to lose our freedom. So if we don't want to do that, we have to love. First, love ourselves. We talked a lot about it because that's, uh, that's really the, the rock of, you know, everything for us. And then this love is gonna build us and uh, and spread, you know, in in our communities, in our families first, in our communities, and in the world. So love is the way, just like Winter was saying. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to add: don't forget about mercy, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Love and mercy. So thank you so much, ladies, for being here tonight and imparting your wisdom. Um, I love it. I, I love the way you, you talk about Jesus and the way you love him, because, you know, we love Jesus, too, as Muslims. And and I just um, I, I love the way you show up in the world and the way you love. And for those of you, again, who are viewing and listening um, live or on the replay, please share this with another soul, share it with another heart and find your freedom through loving as a believer. Good night and until next week. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.